Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Welcome, everybody, to another amazing episode of the Stay Grounded podcast. My name is Raj Jana, and today I've got an incredible guest uh, sharing his time with us, uh, Mr. Matt Kazam. Matt, how are you? I'm great. How you doing? Doing fantastic. Um, So I just want to give a little bio on Matt before I hand it over to him. Uh, Matt is a veteran comic, uh, and he's been seen on NBC's Last Comic Standing, Comedy Central, Fox, VH1, TLC, the Discovery Channel, um, and has done a lot of stuff in the comedy space. And uh, he's incredibly funny. Uh, for lack of a better word. Um, But more than that, Matt uh, has also had an incredible journey um, from a health standpoint and from just improvement on every single level that I find incredibly inspiring. Uh, And so I'm super grateful to have Matt here. And uh, so Matt, if you don't mind, introduce yourself and, and let's get this show started. Hey, fantastic. Once again, thanks for having me to something like this because you're right. I mean, my, my life has, has, has changed so much in the last five years that I, I never get tired of telling that story. But the actual story of, of, of my comedian part of it, to, to tell people, uh, uh, I wanted to be a comedian since I'm three years old. Uh, I knew I wanted to be a comedian at 10 years old, go to Las Vegas, uh, see my first comedy show at the Riviera, Joan Rivers and Shecky Green. Know I want to have a show in Las Vegas. 35 years later, I get a room in a show in Vegas in the same room. That I saw the show when I was 10 years old. Um, so, uh, you know, that was pretty much the, the pinnacle of, 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 of my comedy career there. But uh, uh, as far as the other stuff, about five years ago, um, was really, really unhealthy. Didn't, you know, the cumulative effect of spending a lifetime just on the stage. I mean, you know, entertainers are kind of traditionally some of the most uh, unhappy and unhealthy people, which I think those connections are not, uh, you know, you know, the, the unrelated because, yeah. uh, you know, I was, I, I was really, really sick. I mean, I literally had everything that you could possibly have, uh, diabetes, sleep apnea, heart disease, uh, fertility problems. My cholesterol was 315. Um, I mean, and then I had wow. a heart attack. And, yeah. and, you know, there's something about dying that uh, changes perspective um, and uh, managed to find my way out of that through, through nutrition and wellness and routines and rituals and, and actually doing the same thing every single day in a positive way to kind of counterbalance a, a life of doing things the wrong way, you know, and uh, uh, the you know, it's amazing how much the, the, the human spirit loves structure and, and things like that. So that's why I was really excited to do this because this is literally the truth I'm walking every single day. So uh, yeah, let's get into it. I'd love to share it with your listeners. Yeah, absolutely, Matt. And yeah, I, like I said, I, I'm, I'm incredibly impressed just by your story. The only other option is dying, you know? Yeah, and I guess so. Me, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it makes it very easy at that point, you know, and, and, and kind of in, in, in 
you know, I try to pay it forward and help as many people as I can. But it, it's really how open-minded people are when they're facing, you know, you know, their own mortality. And if it becomes, okay, now I only have to replace this bad thing with doing it this new way that's really, really positive, whether it's, you know, how you eat, how you think, you know, the things we watch, everything that we consume. I mean, uh, you know, when I think about people ask, well, how did you get started? And, and uh, you know, the first thing I did was try to remove everything toxic from my life. Um, and this really is thoughts, people, food, you know, uh, uh, you know, it, it could be your mattress, you know, I mean, you have the wrong mattress that's, you know, sleeping is a big part of, you know, getting healthy and, 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 and fixing everything. So, uh, you know, it, 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 and, and to me, everyone goes, oh, you know what? And then I like this because this is about giving people happiness, but people go, oh, you're in the happiness business. No, I'm in the happy business. I'm in the laughter business. These are momentary kind of things. I mean, they come to my show, I make them laugh. Happiness, joy, euphoria. These are, you know, states of mind. You know, these things, you don't get there. You can't just go to a comedian comedy show and see a comedy show and laugh for an hour and a half and go, oh, now I'm happy, you know? <laughs> you you right. were happy. Now you're back in your own reality, but you can change your reality. And and I did. I mean, you know, I, I wasn't, I literally changed everything. I mean, how I thought, how I ate. Like the doctor's chart doesn't even go down that far. We became vegans and I started drinking this green juice that we could, we, we could talk about. But but it literally became a ritual every single morning, uh, you know, and, and it became several rituals that healed my soul. One was the actual drinking of the juice, but um, reconnecting me with food, you know, me going out and harvesting at Whole Foods. I mean, it's not like I was growing the food myself, but actually going out and choosing the food that we were going to eat. I mean, I think that's, you know, I try to go back. I had, my show in Vegas was called 40s, not the new 20. And yes, things may be easier now, but they're, they're by no means better. I mean, you know, I mean, I, 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 when we used to do things in a different way, uh, I tried to go back to those things that kind of predate, not that I'm against technology. We wouldn't be able to be doing this right now if it wasn't for technology, but things that feed our soul have to be from before, not from now. You know, I go, a cell phone is great. It's a great tool. But if you're looking for joy where joy doesn't exist, you're never going to find it. Um, and, you know, I found it in, in these rituals and then also doing positive things. It's amazing how one leads to the other to leads to the other. Next thing you know, you're, you're actually feeling true joy. And, uh, but you have to make it a priority every day. That is, that is for sure. I love that. If you look for joy in a place there isn't joy, you're not going to find it. That's a, uh... That's that's so true. Um, so I want to I want to kind of segue that into into a lot of these rituals that you're talking about. Um, yeah. Can you can you describe you know what your ritual was when when you when you weren't happy or when your life wasn't going like when 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 you were just in a in a poor state um, and then how that grew into what your ritual is now um, and how like your health happiness or just anything has improved from that change. I, you know, before, like I said, the biggest thing was there was literally no structure. I mean, I didn't even, I never really took inventory, you know, on a cellular level, even, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what was going to make me happy. You know, my health was deteriorating. And I really, one thing I, I learned was the mind body connection. And this is something that, that you won't feel until you're on the other side of it. But once you're on the other side of it, it'll make so much sense is that, you know, we have an inner monologue with our brain. So we assume that our liver can talk to us or our, or our pancreas can talk to us. Or, and then the problem is the body can only send messages to the brain. And these messages are, I'm dying. 
please send something down here that can fix it. Not medicine, not something toxic to try to cure something that, that only tricks your organ into thinking it doesn't have it. And now you don't have uh, cholesterol problems, but now you have liver disease or something. So, you know, it was, it was, it was figuring out a real way and knowledge was power. So I had to learn how to feed myself, learn how, how, what was going to make me, what makes us happy as human beings. And what, why was I lacking that? Because I was a really angry person, you know, and part of that was literally every one of my organs was dying and failing and just sending these desperate messages to my brain, which is not a very positive place to be in. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I didn't, but I also was very unhappy, not just because I was dying. I was unhappy because I wasn't doing things that fed my soul. I mean, I wasn't doing things that could make me happy. I was doing the thing, which is weird because I'm doing the job I truly believe I was born to do. I was made put on this earth to be able to make people laugh. Why shouldn't I be happy? And most comedians, not happy, not happy people. I mean, even though they're doing the thing that they were born to do, which is just kind of weird, but they're not living their life the way the life should be lived. You know, they're living a very lonely journey. Now, we couldn't have kids. And then now my new reality is we have a three-year-old baby, a uh, little tulip. Amazing, and, yeah. You know, and then, and, and, you know, so she's a great reminder every single day. And, and then and we call it tulip, but her, her first name is Kayla. Uh, because we named her after kale, because if it wasn't for this nutrition in this wow. plant, we yeah. never would have been healed. And I wasted my whole life, like having this weird relationship with food and, and eventually it was going to be the thing that destroyed me. I never wanted to have that problem. I wanted to really look at food, you know, uh, you know, every calorie can have a purpose. And I lived my life where every calorie can only hurt me. You know, literally, you know, I was, uh, you know, masturbating my tongue with food. And then once it got here, all it could do is hurt me. Now I had to find things that if, you know, I just, people ask me about my juice all the time. They're like, Oh, how does it taste? I'm like, what are you five? I go, I said, it's going <laughs> to heal you. It's going to cure your diabetes. And you want to know you're a grown person. What does it taste like? You know? Um, but uh, uh, you know, it, it, I had to reeducate myself and, 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 and in the process figure not only because now I'm healthy, but I, I, that's not going to necessarily make me happy. I have to, so I, you know, I started finding things. I got into disc golf. I love this sport, disc golf. And, and this is what I tell people all the time. Find something that brings you joy. And I loved regular golf in a way that, problem is regular golf takes about six, seven hours. I don't, you know, right, I don't know yeah. who, has, who has that kind of time anymore, but I can go get some of the elements of that. I love being outside, you know. You know, it, it isn't just, it wasn't just about, okay, I got to learn how to feed myself. But, you know, you have to spend an hour a day outside in the sun. You really have to find a tactical way to uh, address the stress in your life. Because, you know, I, you know, for moments I can be like, okay, I'm going to remove everything toxic from my life. But then you turn on the television or you go, you know, stand in line in the grocery store and somebody who's not as far along on, you know, will just throw something your way. So you really have to come up with, a, you know, it, it is really a 360 approach to, to really being happy and joyful. But, um, so, you know, I'd like to say, oh, you know, well, if you just drink the juice and you get healthy, you'll be happy. Or if you just sleep more, you'll be happy. Or if you just manage stress better, but you've got to embrace the whole thing. But that becomes the new lifestyle. You basically develop it and build in a blueprint, a blueprint for happiness. And if you follow it, and it's amazing how, when I deviated from a little bit, like, you know, stress is now I'm launching a new company. So, you know, whether I want to be the, even if the Dalai Lama launched his own company, he'd be freaked out and stressed out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, anybody, it's just a tough thing. And, 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 but something hit, you know, and you find information when you're open to receive the information. 
So, you know, I probably saw this quote, you know, a hundred times in my life and it never meant anything to me until I needed it and was open to hear it. But it says we can't control the things that happen to us. What we can control is how we respond to them. And that has been my mantra throughout this whole thing. And it's helped me manage the stress of this because, you know, when, when negative things happen or challenges come, come in front of me, I don't think about those. I only think about a problem, another problem that has to be solved. And, and, and that's what I did with the, I had learning how to feed myself and, and the whole process. So, you know, I, I think happiness is definitely, you know, achievable, but you need to figure out what it's going to get you there. And I think for everyone, it, it, it is different. We, we all choose when that is, you know, for some people it won't be until, you know, you, you're really at the top of the pyramid, but for others, it's just like, if I could just get a little out of the darkness, you know, when I teach a lot of people this, I go, I don't even need you to light the candle, but I need you to want light. And that's something mm, that we, we have that yeah. you all have to do that. Us, You know, that's when you make that decision that I'm not going to live this way anymore. And then getting out is, you know, a lot of ways you can get out. Um, but, but the first step is, is, is such a personal one. And for me, it was made for me because I had a heart attack. But there are a lot of people that their reality when they have a heart attack is, okay, I'm going to let them cut open my leg and take an artery from my leg and wrap it around my heart. And first of all, crack open my chest, take my heart out wrap a you know, vein and artery around it and do a bypass and then put it back in my chest and then go back to my regular life. I couldn't control the negative thing that happened to me, but I absolutely could control how I was going to respond to it. And, and I really put my foot down. I said, no more. This is it. This is, I can't live this way anymore. You know? Uh, uh, and I wouldn't have lived. And, you know, and now I have a three-year-old baby. So, you know, everything changes. I love this, Matt. This is such an amazing message. And this is why I love you so much. This is, I, I, I love that energy that you put into ch- making a positive change in your life. And you're right. A lot of people, including myself, wait until we absolutely have to change to make a yeah. change. So I wanted to ask you, um, you know, w- what does your routine look like? You talk a lot about your rituals mm-hmm. and your routine. What does your daily routine look like? Um, you know, and that's one of the yeah. beautiful things about this show. You know, we bring on people and, and, and we try to take things that they're doing and yeah. maybe inspire yeah. others to start before they really need to. Sure. So could you, could you sure, just expand? Sure. No, and I'm, yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm sure if there's people listening to this, uh, you know, this is definitely, if you're reaching people, I'm sure they're a more enlightened group. So every morning I juice, you know, um, I, like I said, I lived the wrong way for 45 years, ate the wrong food. If I'm going to live the right way for another 45 years, I've got to literally, well, at least when it comes to feeding myself, I've got to be vigilant to that because at some point during every Thanksgiving, I'll tell everyone in the room, look at all the food we have here. Literally all the food, not just on the table, in the cupboards, in everywhere else. There is more nutrition in my one juice than there is in all of this food. Okay. And wow. I'm going to pump myself full of that every single morning because it makes me a better me. And and, and it, it, it cured me. It helped me. I mean, it literally, if you look at the signs of health, which are hair, eyes, nails, and, uh, you know, even your feet, if you want to know if you're healthy, look at the extremity. And then even, you know, I see all the ED drugs out there for, uh, you know, you know, uh, for, you know, male production or performance. And that is the canary in the coal mine. That is the sign that you have vascular disease because it is blood flow. So I see the thing in there and I'm like, why do all these guys need this? But they're broken in a, in a, in a, in a, in a way that's, that's about blood flow. So look at your hands, look at your feet. If, if they're not so healthy, it's working its way back up. Um, so the juice stops that. 
Like literally, once I drank the juice, the first one, it was like I had never been fed. And I really hadn't. I mean, there was more nutrition in that juice than I had gotten probably in the last three months. And then I did it every single day. So again, think about the cumulative effect of negative things and what outcome comes from that. Reverse it. The cumulative effect of positive things and what's over there. And another thing is I wasted so much time in my life on my health, like, you know, just not feeling well and, you know, and learning that human beings are not supposed to be tired. Human beings, and I know we kind of perpetuate all these things, but I started to figure out and learn about what we should be doing and, and how I, my body, how I should feel. And, and uh, so the juice just literally my health will never be, I may get hit by a bus and probably will because the universe is going to, and then I'll have to battle back from that. <laughs> um, but my health, I haven't had a sniffle a sniffle in four and a half years. And I was literally, you know, on dying before. So, right, uh, so the, my ritual. So no matter what happens, I've got to go get my juice every single morning. And, you know, I'd say in four and a half years, and to me, I've got to get it within 24 hours. Now I'm not a lunatic. If I, if I, you know, sometimes I've gone two days and I got a juice, but I wake up every morning and that's my thing is that the first thing I have to do is feed myself. And the mornings, are great for rituals because they preside. It's it's a fresh fresh slate. It's such a great opportunity. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Start and you know go. I'm, this is where if I'm going to have a ritual, it's going to be a morning ritual because it, it just will set the tone of the whole day. So I get up every morning. I do that. We go for a walk. My wife, my daughter, my baby. Every single day we go out and we do this. When I'm home now, when I'm on the road, and that's another thing is that rituals are home kind of things. Like I make my juice at home. We make it every morning. So when I get a juice every single morning and. Uh, we make our juice, which has 15 things in it. And juicing kind of has this, you know, you know, it's got a, it's got a bad publicist. I would say, you know, like people only know the negative side of juice. Oh, it takes too long. Oh, it's going to be messy. Oh, it's going to be this. It's going to be that. But if you look at it, it, like it's this positive thing, then, I mean, I get something just from making the making of the juice kind of feeds my soul, you know, because I know I'm doing something positive and good for myself. And everybody worries about how they look, you know, and never really worry about, you know, how, how's, how's your soul? You know, I mean, let's, let's work that guy out a little bit. Let's, let's give him some attention. You know, uh, it's, 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 it's more about inside than it is on outside. And once you fix those things, it's amazing how much better you'll look, you'll feel. And if you decide that you want to go do CrossFit and be the world baddest accountant, knock yourself out. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, but, you know if, if, if your soul is broken, let's, let's fix that thing first, you know, before we even think about, you know, making you, uh, you know, a Spartan race or something like that. Um, so I get up every day, we make the juice and we go for a walk every day when we're home. That's, that's what we do. Um, and we find time for it. I mean, even when we're busy, we go, okay, this is, this is, this is our time. This is what we're going to do here. And, and then, you know, then I go into my day, but, uh, you know, it's funny, I have other rituals, you know, we talked to, uh, a little bit about, uh, uh, coffee, but that's one, whenever I have to write and sit down and I'm going to work, it ain't about juice. Like, it's not about juice. It is, about, <laughs> it is not about juice. Juice is about getting up every morning and, and, and getting it in me and be like, okay, now we don't have to worry about that, you know, and, uh, it's going to fight these horrible things and, and, and all that right. kind of stuff. But when it's ready for work, I need the aroma. Like we put on a pot of coffee, I put on a pot of coffee and, and that lets, that's the trigger. Like when I drink the juice, it's a trigger that today is going to be okay. Challenges may come to me, but my health is not going to be one of them. And right. that's a very empowering thing. Um, 
But, you know, when it's ready to work, you know, then I'm like, okay, you know, then I need, I need my coffee. I love my coffee. So, but that's a ritual I do before I work. So, you know, I have a bunch of them before I go on stage, I have a ritual before I get up on stage. I kind of flip a switch, but I always let out this woo, just like, and I've been, <laughs> but it literally is my ritual before I go on stage. And it, it triggers me that now that's what's about to happen. Instead of people before they go on stage, oh my God, they're going to hate me for failure. The connections that we make to the things that we connect with, the things that we do. So, you know, when I, it's even when, like the negative thing, when I, when I talk about juicing the people, they're like, and I always tell them, just go buy the juice because I'm not sure I can get you to a place to understand that going to Whole Foods and picking out the food, the, the, you know, I used to look at these ladies and go, what's different with that cucumber or that cucumber? Just buy the cucumber. But you know what? They had a ritual of even buying the cucumber. I mean, even picking the food and harvesting the food. We are farmers, you know, as, as human beings. And, you know, whereas everyone else looks at going to the grocery stores, this, oh, I got to get in and get out. I linger. I mean, I make sure I have a lot of time. And, and I try to talk to people. I try to connect with them. I mean, um, you know, I, I follow a few simple rules and, you know, these are not rituals, but rituals have a set of rules. One is if man made it, I don't need it. If man made it, I don't need it. I mean, that's a simple rule. The biggest thing I learned from my journey coming from darkness to light was the body won't judge you. It won't care that you live this other way. You know, we judge ourselves, but the body and the mind will not do it. What it'll do is just give you your health back. And if you want to hit the reset button, you can do it. You want to hit the reset button. That's a great thing about being, you know, about being a human being is that we can, we can do it as many times as we want and you can get up tomorrow morning and it could be a new life for you. Um, but you're going to have to figure that part out, you know, on your own. And I mean, it's not, or get a coach or, you know, I mean, there are a lot of, you know, there's really no reason to be unhappy now. I mean, literally, if you created a blueprint for unhappiness, it would be how Western civilization lives their lives. Um, you know, even the Declaration of Independence, it only promises you the pursuit of happiness, that they will allow you, you know, a world where happiness is possible, but it's on you to do the to do the things that are going to get you there. So, right. You know, right. Yeah. No, this is you're, you're nailing everything that I've always thought about rituals. And what I love about you, though, in particular, is that you've got a ritual for every part of your life. Um, it's not yeah. just, it's not just the mornings. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a pre-show ritual. It's a, before you, before you start work, the, it's the coffee ritual. It's the, yeah. when you wake up, there's a health, I mean, like there's a ritual yeah, yeah. that governs every part of your life. Um, so why do you feel like rituals and routines are so effective at keeping yourself organized and in line? Um, okay, what, yeah. what, what is, what's your psychology behind that? I mean, it, 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 it's, it's a plan. I mean, it's a plan. You, if you do these things, good things will happen, but you have to do them. And, um, you know, I like with my daughter, I, I noticed that babies and young people love structure. Like if you leave them to their own, they, they wind up whining and doing other stuff because they'd rather be told kind of what to do. So, you know, as I change my life, I'm the architect of that. So that's kind of like another job. But, you know, I'm, I'm basically creating these things that I'm going to do so um you know again a positive ritual will make me do it every single day and uh uh it's a i had no plan before this gives you a plan i mean this gives you a plan it goes okay you know before you work you're going to do this but uh and but i know that i have to work every day just the ritual kind of makes it easier and and and, and that's mm, the yeah. you know that's that's the reward you know for the fact that you know what 
we we've got to do, I got to drink my juice every single morning. I know I have to do it. So, you know, uh, I, but the reward is I won't, I've never been sick a day, a guy who was dying. And, and, and there's a big difference between health and fitness. You know, people will see this and go, well, he still looks a little bit chubby. Well, yes, you didn't see me before. Um, but, but also that's the difference between health and fitness. 80% of health is nutrition, 80%. So that means even if, if you go to the gym, you're never, you can't work out your way back to health. It's, it's impossible. You're going to have to do it. And why fight it that way? Why not attack the problem at the core? And that's another thing. If you're going to get in front of your problems, rituals and, 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 and doing things now the right way is the only way you're going to find, you're going to get out of it. So, you know, a lot of people don't know and, and, and now they know. And that's the other thing is that once you know, and once you start doing it, it kind of becomes so, it's like you find success with one ritual that you go, Hey, there's something here. And then you go here. Okay. Over here. I've got the same one. Even before I can go to sleep, same thing. But this happens with babies. They love the structure, but people go, I wonder why I can't sleep. Because first of all, you're looking in your phone, which is the most horrible. Like literally, if you wanted to not sleep in the night, you would go, you do these things, you know, but now I have a ritual before I go to sleep. And sometimes before my head hits the pillow, you know, because I love that. I've yeah. trained my body to know that this is time to go to sleep, you know? Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's, that's remember, good. We had so many negative, so many negative rituals um, <laughs> that's, you know, and we live our life almost defined by those. Like when times when I tell, right. try to get people off of soda, for example. You know, they don't know who they are without soda. You know, their ritual is drinking Diet Coke and, you know, which could be the one single worst thing that you could possibly do for yourself that day. But, you know, they don't know who they are without that. I'm 100% on board with the concept of negative rituals not having a positive influence on our lives. I think that uh, it's, it's such a simple concept. But it, a lot of people need to hear, and I love that. So I do want to transition into another interesting conversation that I'm just kind of taking away from the things you're saying. And that's around the idea of some of these non-negotiables in your day. You know, I noticed that you have a lot of things that are just like, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this. Is there any, you know, what other things are, are a part of your non-negotiables every day? Is, is gratitude a part of your, your, your daily routine? I mean, how do you make happiness a daily priority? No, I mean, there are a lot of ways. I mean, the non-negotiables are almost, you're exactly right, almost as important as the things that you do. It's the things that you will not allow. Like once you draw a line in the sand, go. And the first one is I won't get pulled into other people's problems. Like not in a bad way, but like if you, if you go onto Facebook and you see that they just, they go there to fight. I mean, people wake up in the morning and it's almost like that's the only connection we have is to challenge each other. And then we get pulled into somebody's fight just, just, just to fight, you know, I mean, I will try to affect real change where I can. So, you know, when I, when I, when I go, I'm going to try to limit, I mean, literally I'm anti-toxic, man. My, my goal is to limit the amount of things that come in that compromise my joy. Um, because they, they do. I mean, I tried not to watch. It's weird that, that I can't watch the news. I used to be a guy, I love the news, but it's almost impossible now. If you want to keep, if you want to be positive in your life, almost impossible to watch the news. Um, because if you're not watching the news, you're picking a side and letting them just destroy the other side, but with negativity and, and then no real, you know, plan for change. Uh, uh, so that's a non-negotiable. I'm just not going to get caught into, in the, I want as much positive discussions as I can. Um, you know, another one is I'll never eat meat again. I mean, I, I kind of know, and I don't judge other people if they want to eat meat again, but I, I, I will 
not that every calorie has a purpose now. Like we'll eat some frivolous. My wife became this amazing vegan cook. So, and, and it's funny. It's and most of the things that we eat are trying to re- replace the way it was meant to be cooked. And we kind of went back to that, you know, I mean, kind of before this was all there, like strawberries, everyone has strawberry ice cream. I'm like, have you ever really tried a strawberry? Like all of the strawberry flavored stuff is trying to, to taste like this real strawberry. So I try to, to eat raw as much as possible. You know, I mean, it's cooked food. The nutrition has been cooked out of it. You know, I, uh, because I, I'm feeding myself and I changed, I changed what that is. So, so yeah, non-negotiables are definitely, you know, part of my, my veganism. And uh, so it's not just about, uh, you know, putting in good stuff. It's about not bringing in stuff. That's the things that gave me heart right. disease yep, and, yep. And, you know, and that sort of stuff. So, um, and gratitude. I always, I never like to be um, sitting too positive in the karma bank. Like, like I, the universe lately, just this week and it changes when you launch a business from from literally hour to hour like yeah. this is a really positive hour you know things yeah. have happened this hour let's just let's just take gratitude in that um but then if if, if you wind up having a, a series of those positive things then i try to do something that triggers to me that i have to give back even if i don't have the time to give back i have to give back these pot i mean i've got i've, my, I've got enough positive chips here that i've got to go out and do something so that's you know amazing. that's yeah. and if i continue to put the work in i mean that whole idea to get to self actualization you know it, it's not a myth when i say the dalai lama i mean it literally starts and stops with with him you know i mean uh, uh you know as far as knowing what to inventory and how to catalog things and prioritize things that really matter you know, there are some people whose whole value system is built on things that do not matter in the slightest. That is an non-negotiable for me is that, like I said, the cell phone is a great tool, but I'm not happy or sad based on, I mean, I'm happy that I was able to, that I don't need directions. You know, I was able to get to where right. I wanted to go, but I'm not, the cell phone is not a status thing for me. You know, I'm not going to wait in a line for a new I, 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 uh, uh, iPhone, you know, I mean, I would never, that is a non-negotiable for me. Not that I'm judging people who do. However, in a week, you can get the iPhone. You're doing this for the wrong reason. You're waiting in that line for the absolute wrong reason. In the amount of time you wait in that thing, you could have gone to a soup kitchen. You could have done a million things that could have made you happier than that. And, you know, mm. but this is the things you have to do when you go, well, if a bunch of good stuff happens to me in a wave, I now go, I've got to go try to help somebody else. I mean, it just, I've got to pay this forward because that's, that's why this is happening to me. But imagine if everybody looked at it that way and we all lived our lives that way, then the world is a totally different place. I am, I, I, I can't tell you how much I love the idea of looking at it like positivity chips. Like if you have mm-hmm. a lot of good things happen in your life, you need to recognize that you've yeah. got a lot yeah. of good things happening in your life and it's time for you to do a lot of good in someone else's life. I yeah. think that that's such a good way. It's like a system. That's a ritual or a system yeah. that you can follow sure. yeah. um, just for your day-to-day living. I think that's amazing, yeah. Matt. I, I love, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal that. I like that a lot. Hey, listen, there's a lot that, that we can learn from each other. We're definitely much better, you know, uh, that way. But you know, the, the, I, a lot of these concepts are new, are new to people and uh, uh, you call them rituals. I call them rules. You know, I go out almost like Dexter in a positive way. I live by a certain code now. Yeah. And 
that's, you know, that's, that's what I do. And I defined it and I'll teach my daughter this code. And my, and my wife's embraced as much of this code as she wants, but she's your own person. Everybody should have their own code. And, and, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, but, but for me, it's, it's, it, it, it's the only way it literally is. I, I, Cause the other way was literally no plan. And then when I kind of put this all together and I go, if I live by these sets of rules, really joy is attainable. I mean, happiness is attainable. I can literally wake up. No, not, not, he's putting a lot more work than me, the Dalai Lama, but even a fraction of that, you know, to me would be peace just to be at peace, you know, and, and I wouldn't yeah. be at peace. I thought the universe gave me more and I didn't go out and try, even though I know next month I'm doing this charity event and it's going to be great for them, but it's, it's about the moments. If you put it off a month, you know, you won't, you know, the, the positivity that won't come back and like, it's not to get more, you know, to do this, to go get more chips. People go, oh, you know, it's a great PR thing. You know, I'm working with a lot of veterans. So when I'm actually trying to find, so, you know, that's my first one. When my chips get too big, I want to help these guys. You know, I mean, it, it, it's, 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 it's really tragic what's happening to them. And, I'm, and I, I've spent my life, you know, making a living off of the thing they defend, which is freedoms. You know, I mean, I'm able to get up on that stage and talk about whatever I want because those guys go out there and do it. Mm -hmm. So I've always had a connection yep. with them. But to find an actual group that really wants to help them, not just have the appearance that they're helping them, it, it's very small. And that's not why I see the problems. And, and you know, we talk about post-traumatic stress, but when they come back, they're now knee-deep in, in actual real stresses. And so now we're working with them to help them train them to, you know, use some of my public speaking and programs, uh, you know, for the interview process and to develop some you, skills man. so that they can have a much easier time. But yeah. you know, that, that was after a bunch of things. So, so even when you go, but, but I say it could be just as easy as going to a soup kitchen. Um, if you just want to get involved or, or, or go volunteer or, or something like that. But for me, it's like, I, I got these bigger skill sets where I can help them. So now I'm going to develop a webinar. And, and once you get in there, you're like, it, it makes you forget. The ritual also makes you forget all the bad things. Like when you're in there, you're only thinking about the positive stuff. Like, because now you're, if the ritual's real, done really, really well, you should be able to escape into it and figure out what that means once it's over. Um, you know, meditation. Oh my God. I wish I was, you see me, I'm kind of like got only one speed, which is the speed, which is not really good for meditation. Like, I, yeah. I, I'm not, I, when I try to slow down, it's, it doesn't always work out so well. Yeah. Um, but, it's a perfect example of, of a very positive ritual that while you're doing it, you may not even understand, but once it's over, you're like, Oh no, this, I'm going to do this every single day. And, uh, but to me, that's on the list. You know I mean? It's like, there's something that pulls me out of it now or whatever. But, uh, if I spend the rest of my time trying to figure out how to be a good meditator, you know, it's like, I, I'll take care of that later on. And, and there's probably a reason I'm pulling myself out of it because I'm like, I got to get back to work, you know, <laughs> something like that. No, that's, this is amazing, Matt. I do want to ask one thing. When somebody feels like they're at rock bottom or when somebody feels like they're, they're, they're not where they want to be, what kind of advice or tips can you give them to embrace the idea of starting to create these little mini rituals for positivity or to, to, to make changes in their life that's going to impact? Because I think one of the biggest problems that I faced with things like some of my habits or bad habits that I don't like is the fact that it's just going to take work to change it. And so there's yeah. this idea that it's going to take effort. And so I just think it's easier to yeah. just keep doing this until sure. the oh, problem absolutely. gets big enough. Right. So like, how can yeah. you, like, can you give yeah. me yeah. and our listeners yeah. any tips on, on, sure. on, 
on how to sort of embrace this idea of of positivity and improvement when the alternative just seems so much easier. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's that, it's kind of like the status quo. And the funny thing is, as you try to change and and, and leave the darkness to go into the light. The body loves status quo. The body will fight. Like even as you try to break free and and not eat refined sugars and processed foods and and then and carbohydrates, the body will almost go into a detox state and fight you against it. So what I always tell people is, yes, it's going to be hard at first. Your body may fight it. Um, it. It seems easier to stay there. Give me three days. Just give it three days. Give it a week. Give it. Don't go. This is who I'm going to be because you don't even know where this is going to lead you. But, you know, if you can't give me three days and then you're willing to. And I have had people I've had people run out of my house because I said, <laughs> you know what, you can't drink, you can't drink wine for a week. And they're like, screw that. You know, I'll, I'll take my diabetes medicine or I'll do But literally what's that when we talk about non-negotiables and then you hear like actual people who are not necessarily happy, what their non-negotiables are. None of those things actually matter or thing like what they're clinging to is is is, is so negative i so mm. if you are actually a grown person who tells me i can't give up wine for seven days then you know what we've got to fix that because that is not uh it's not even something anybody I and mean, she's not a wino it's not an alcoholic telling you this it's just someone whose identity is wrapped up in this in this negative thing and and and, and is baffled why you know they're truly not happy and 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 they're only happy on the surface you know uh but I, but i but to the people, and, and I've worked, I've cured thousands of people of, 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 from lupus to diabetes to everything that I've cured. Give me three days. Let's see who you are after three days. And let's see who that, if that person wants to meet the person you're going to be after seven days. And then after seven days, if that person wants to meet who you're going to be after a month. And I guarantee you it, 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 that once you're deep into this, don't think about who you're going to be for the rest of your life. Just think about this. Give me three days because I can't, one day it's not going to happen. The second day of any time of this, even if, when you're trying to break free of, of a bad ritual and replace it with a positive ritual, which is all we're trying to do here, you know, I live this way, I'm trying to live this way, is the, you're right, the first couple of days, the body's, let's go back to the old way. But by that third day, especially if it's a program that involves nutrition, because now you've pumped three days worth of nutrients into you. And, you know, I always tell people the first thing that comes back, back to life is your colon. Like I used to, just that, the actual going to the bathroom every day was such a stressful thing for me because, and it's a stressful thing for a lot of people. I know. Cause I, when I talk to them and I talk about getting that back and then what happens is it starts to give things back that you go, wow, you mean life can actually be this way. And, 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 and then by the seventh day, you're like, I don't ever want to go. Like now it's, it, it seems almost normal. Like when you get up every day and you drink your juice, so you get up every day and you go for that walk, or you get up that day and you meditate, like that becomes the new normal. And it only took seven days. So you think initially it's going to be like you're not going to see results. The great thing about positive, actual, real positive, impactful changes um, uh, on, on a existential, you know, enlightened level, they happen right away. Results are typical. It's like all those things you see on TV where they're like results are not typical, but they still want you to buy it. In this case, the results are typical and more. It's like trying to explain the color red to somebody who's never seen the color red. Mm. In seven days, you will you will see totally different. And you, but like I said in the beginning, I got to get you to a point where you want light. You know, like yeah. I mean, that you at least want light. I can fix the rest for you. But if you tell me you can't give me three days or you can't give me a week, then there's another problem there. It, 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 
because all the things that you would give me to 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 counteract, you know, to you know, go. Well, this is why I want to stay here. Uh, my friends are over here. My friends live this way. Um, you know, this is what I know. You know, uh, I don't have time. I don't have time to change kind of things. Um, you you got three days. You know, just just think about it because it's if if I was doing anything else and I didn't believe that it was so powerful. I would say three days wouldn't be enough. And you probably are right. It's going to take six months of going to spinning class. If you don't change everything else about your life, you know, the spinning class, that's not the problem. You know, there's other problems there. Um, But even in six months, you may not see any results, but you're going to see results right away. The body, once it fights this, this is the way it wants to live. We're meant to be positive creatures. We're meant to be happy. We're meant to be joyful. Um, it's, it's, it's really a tragedy, which is why I love about your business and, and, and everything that you guys do over there at Java Press, because it's about, you know, teaching people these, this new way to be happy. I mean, we imagine, I mean, there's so much bad in the world and people go, oh, oh you know, but maybe it's on our unhappiness that is breeding this new person that wants to cause us harm in, in whatever way that is. Um, there seems to be more people that wake up that are so miserable that they, and that's not, that's not who we are. And and, this, and I see it all the time. And the problem is once you go on your path and you, you understand that your group isn't, you know, breaking free takes a lot of guts. I mean, cause a lot of times it's a, now I love it when a husband and wife do it together. If I didn't have my wife helping me, you know, it's easy for me to say, cause I had tremendous support from my, you know, this amazing woman who, who, who had some health challenges, her own, you know, her own in, in her own, but nothing like mine. But we did it together, and and I always think it's it's great if you can do it as a couple. That's another thing, and 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 you, it becomes your thing. Like how much this brings us together, um, because it's almost like our little inside joke. Like not that we're better than other people, but this is our thing. Every day we get up, we go for our walks. Every day we juice. We know we're doing these positive things together, and it, it, it brought us so much closer together. Now with the baby, and now the baby loves our rituals. So like when you say I can't do it. I'm like, my child does it. She's only three years old. She's, she's never eaten meat. She's, she goes to a birthday party and she thinks the food they're eating is a toy. Like she doesn't even recognize it as food, you know, because she's living on an instinctual wow. level. Yeah. And see, we've all been programmed and we have to fight the brainwashing and coming from the Hollywood model. It's really easy because I know what's been done to people. Um, now, whether or not you want to know the truth or not, but, but I can tell you why you bought those shoes. You didn't buy those shoes because you wanted to buy those shoes. Somebody made you buy those shoes. So somebody can make you do all the negative things. And if you understand that that's in there and we have to address that and, 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 and get over that, but then we can, have, I, we can definitely reprogram with positive things and positive rules and rituals right. and, and no. all that. So it's absolutely painful because a guy like a guy like me didn't grow up this way. You know, I didn't have hippie parents. I didn't have, I grew up in New York city. It's not like I grew up, you know, eating granola or something like that. But once I found a little bit, I wanted to find out more and imagine if that was your purpose. I mean, instead of just, you know, going with the flow, you know, and then just doing it the way we've always done it. You know, I it's, love, no, you know, Matt, just I'm, because uh, it's normal doesn't mean it's right. Matt, I, just cause it's normal. Yeah. I, but, no, I love that. I, I, I just wanted to, to, to commend you on and, and just to distill that one learning. Cause I think that's so powerful instead of, and this can be applied, I think anything in life, anything from a goal setting or just a success standpoint, but you know, don't think about where you want to be in two years. Think about where you want to be in two days. Um, yeah. And 
if you if you set little micro goals like that, um, not only are you working in short sprints, you're also working in a way that allows you to see the finish line instead of something that's way down the tunnel. Yeah. And the finish line, even my finish line, for as far as I've come in the four and a half years, I don't know what that can be. I just know yeah. it's better than where I am now. And I know that if I ever get there, you know, they probably will put a, a sheet on me and wrap me up. And, and I've already got the haircut for it. So I could, I could easily move into a, into a monastery, I believe. <laughs> um, but I don't know what that's going to be. But I know that if today is a better day, even slightly, even just a little bit better, and yesterday, today's a great day. And, and whatever I did to get here, I want to do that again tomorrow. I don't want to do that again tomorrow. And, and a lot of it, what I will tell people is get away from the television. Get away. Try to embrace things that, that go back to the dawn of time. You know, I mean, draw. You know, even if you're not a person who draws, art therapy is huge. I see it, I see it works so much all the time. And people go, I, I don't know what makes me happy. Okay, these are things that make human beings happy that we don't do anymore because nobody's even, you know, but, but go out and draw and sculpt and, 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 and hike and climb and play. And, and the more you take care of yourself, I couldn't even put my shoes on when we first started. Six months later, we ran a half marathon. I will never run a half marathon again because my joints, I'm paying for it now, the training that went in to that. But, uh, but it was just the idea that it was a goal. You know what? I couldn't put my shoes on. In six months, I'm going to run a half marathon, you know, at 45 years old. And... I knew what we had to do to do that. Now, once I got my health back, I mean, literally, I was like Forrest Gump. I just kept running because I never <laughs> thought I could do it again. And it was just a, it was just amazing experience. And then and then I had some knee problems, and I go, oh, that's why you know I, I'm going to swim now or uh, or walk or just the simple act of walking. I mean, we're not supposed to sit all day. I mean, I attack this. Why it's resonating so much with you and hopefully with your listeners is I attack the problem from logic and common sense. I mean, that's it. That literally is it. That's all I did. So, you know, it's not like I found some crazy new age, you know, way to do it. It just, it just, I went back to the way we were supposed to live and the things that we were supposed to do, you know? And when you see another human being on the street, it, it, it almost, we, we almost ignore them now and don't even acknowledge them. And because that's how we live now, but that is not the way we were supposed to live. I mean, two dogs don't do it. No other animal does it. You see two monkeys run up on each other. They're like, I'm a monkey. You're a monkey. Let's talk. Dogs do it all the time. But humans, I mean, every little bit is, is it, it's almost, it's so much wrong that it can't, it, right has to be the answer. Right has to be the answer. And you, you want to get in front of it. You know, and like I said, there's, there, they always say there are no atheists in foxholes. Um, you know, that once you're in that situation, you, you, you're going to, really see that, that 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 other way couldn't be. Now, there's some people I can't drag, but that's because there's something else there. And if you need professional help, that's another thing is understanding that, you know, that you, you haven't done it because you didn't know. And that, that, that's, that's, a, that's the, the, the category I put myself in. I didn't know how to feed myself. My mother, my family doesn't know how to feed themselves. My mother used to save animal fat from food to put into other food. You know, if we kept it in the refrigerator, um, she had no idea. She didn't know how to feed us. She didn't know how to take care of us. You know, I mean, she just, you know, she was, you know, and then, and, and, and it was her health that led me to this. Her, her, she had a heart, died of her congested heart failure at 72. And, in, and she had a tray of, 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 uh, medicine, turkey tray full of medicine. Half the medicines were just going to counteract that. One thing people have to understand is every medicine is toxic. Everything that's in that medicine is toxic and it's going to hurt your body if you put it in there. Now, for pain management and things like that, 
it works, but we see how, well, how that's working out for America. So, um, you know, I knew I didn't want to be on medicine. I knew medicine was going to be the answer. I had to find a real answer. And when you're ready to, to, to really find happiness and joy, invest the time. Get the real answer. Don't start unless you totally believe in it. But once you start doing the research, this all kind of adds up. You know, I mean, you know, there's nothing. This is really logical and really speaks to our, our, who we are as people. And if you're willing to listen, the answers are there. I feel you, man. This is uh, and no, this is this has been so enlightening for me. Um, hey, I, me I, I love I love hearing. Uh, just your thoughts on rituals, routines, and positive reinforcement. Because I don't think I think uh, out of anybody I've ever met, for that matter, uh, you do um, such an incredible job of reinforcing positivity in your life, almost beating it into yourself, for lack of a better word. Um, and uh, and I'm and I'm and I'm super, and I love it. So I do want to ask this um, a, a final question more than anything. It was, um, you know, now that you're here. And you see yourself and, and, and you've seen the change, you, 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 you transformed yourself and you're in this almost elevated state. How do you stay grounded and, 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 and not go back to the way things were? Or how, what's your daily reminder to just yeah. keep going? I, you know, it, it's, it's easy. I mean, tulip. I mean, you know, now it's, it's really easy, you know, when it was just, and we didn't have the luxury, like literally once we healed ourselves, Galena got pregnant. Now she, the first baby, she had a miscarriage and became totally normal. And, you know, it actually was another thing that helped us get through it. But we were so grounded in our lives then with, you know, the journey that we had been through that, that if this miscarriage happened before, like when I was sick and dying, because that's the other thing is it's, it's like negative things constantly happen. And, and if you have your health and it's like, okay, I, I can fix this thing. But it's really hard to fix this thing, you know, when you're dying. Like, you know, it's like now it's like more negative stuff. Like, like you almost don't even want to get up and fight. And, and then it just becomes just something else negative that's on this. So, so she had that. But then she got pregnant right away. And now, so now I'm going to have a baby. And the thing is, we went to four doctors before um, uh, we decided we were going to adopt. I always tell people, when I see a little specimen cup, I get a little anxious because it turned out that it was me. And it makes sense because when you're dying, why would the body want to produce life? You know, I mean, it doesn't wow, make any sense. That so, is, that is, know, that is, that is yeah. profound, man. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I've been through it, man. I mean, and, and, and it's only because, you know, that was put in my place and, and negative thing happened and how I chose to respond to it, you know, was, was my control and, 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 and really is about control. And I, that, that's the other thing is that positive rituals give you control give you the control back to dictate your own happiness, you know? Um, so, uh, you know, it, 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 to say that, you know, I get up every day and it's like, you know, I love being happy and I love being positive and that's what it is, but I have tulip. I have this baby and every day I see her, I want to live another 50 years now and I wouldn't have lived another five. So she's my motivation and to, 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 to be a good role model for her and, 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 and teach her the right ways to connect with food and, 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 and rituals and holidays. And, and, you know, how we celebrated uh, um, Halloween was we went trick-or-treating because we're not nuts. I mean, even though I would never let her eat that <laughs> food, um, in a million years, um, but I don't want her, I want her to have the ritual of trick-or-treating. I mean, I wanted to have that experience, you know, of, uh, of do, uh, you know, uh, becoming normal, you know? Uh, so, you know, whereas a lot, of, I think that's kind of where a lot of people go wrong, but she, I get up every day, I look at her and I go, I want to be better. And 
these rituals and doing positive things, they make you better. I mean, everybody's looking for a conventor, even if you did it for selfish reasons, just for selfish reasons. Living this way will make you better. It also will connect you with the right people. I never would have met you if it wasn't through some other people who were part of this journey. We're all on this journey. When you think about entrepreneurs or, you know, the, the, the Mavericks or different people that we meet, right. we're all on this journey. It's like-minded people. I've enjoyed this conversation probably more than you have, even though I've done all the talking, because it's rare that Debatable. you talk to some like-minded person. So, you know, I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll call it a draw. We'll call it a draw. My motivation is also to, to meet more people like you. Like I have all my negative, all my negative friends that go, oh, I can't meet somebody. You know what? Go to yoga class. Some of the best people on the planet are right now in a yoga class waiting for you to come in. But you have got to change and come over to this world. Like, like they're already positive and it's really, you know, it's hard to, now we will go and help and coach and try to drag as many of our friends with us. But if they don't want to come, you know, you're going to kind of become a new person, but that becomes the motivation. Like I, I, I'm working with so many amazing people that I never would have, never would have met. And you're meeting positive people like all along the journey. Like you're, you're walking down this path and it's like another amazing person. And whereas, and another why I have to say, stay vigilant. And uh, I didn't mention this before. I grew up in New York city. It's different than people who grew up in California or the Midwest. Like in the Midwest, they fight over who's nicer. Minnesota or uh, Wisconsin, you know, in New York City, I'm trying to, who's the biggest a-hole I've met this morning? You know, like it's, it's a real toxic kind of place growing up in New York City. So I'm almost hardwired to look at things differently. So, but this all comes from the self-inventory. You are your, the best doctor for your body. You are the best therapist for your mind, Um, but you got to do the work. And that's the, I wish at the end of this was just that, I you know, repeat after me and it would all be fine. But the journey is the reward. The reward's not waiting for you at the end. It gives you joy almost instantaneously. Um, now you're gonna have to fight the detoxing part of it, but uh, you know that's uh, we should have been eating the stuff in the first place. Right, Matt, you are you are such an inspiration to me, my friend, and I, I hope to all of our listeners. Um, I just wanted to take another moment to say how grateful I am to have you on the show. Um, you know. If, uh, and I wanted to, to, if, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, um, your website is they laugh, you win.com. That's it. That's the, that's the new business we're launching. We're, uh, uh, teaching, uh, people, the, the empowering people with the tools of a stand up comedian and actually giving people humor training, you know, which again is almost, it's, it's such a positive e- emotion or, or even, uh, uh, something that we use to kind of get through life, to deal with stress and things like that. Humor is a defense mechanism. Absolutely. And, and now it's almost kind of in society being taken away from us. Um, and, and you see it's, it's making us less happy. You know, um, he's this thing that's supposed to help us make happy. And we're like, no, you can't use this anymore in society uh, because, because a couple of people used it wrong, you know, and that's, I think that's they're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. So I'm back out there empowering people with these skills and, and, and teaching them, uh, you know, the, things that I know after 28 years of being on stage uh, uh, through corporate training programs, leadership training programs, one-on-one coaching, uh, just getting people to kind of look at things differently um, and, and, and understanding. One of the reasons I'm able to articulate this and really hopefully give people a tangible way to, to help themselves is I'm just like them. Like I'm literally just like everybody you know. And regular people, it's one thing about defining the answer, but actually because I'm really good at teaching people 
I'm able to teach this and go, okay, this is really going to resonate with them. And then it turns out that same skill helps in business and things like that. So um, as a commodity that's respected in business now, because this is really the first time anybody's doing that. And I'm really a pioneer in this industry. So again, I, I spent my life being exploited as a stand-up comedian. That's just, it's just a horrible business show business. And, and I think it's being exposed for what it is now in just one way with the Harvey Weinstein and all that, but it's a really negative other things there. It's not like that, that. That's just the only bad thing about Hollywood. But so it's really hard. I mean, all my friends made it in Hollywood. None of them happy. What with this? Is that a coincidence? So, you know, I'm like I said, I'm the architect of my of right. my happiness and and, and I'm going to dictate it. So I love it, Matt. So everybody who's interested in reaching out to Matt or wants to learn more about his story or, or interested in his services, check out theylaughyouwin.com. Again, this is Matt Kazam, uh, amazing comedian and even better human being. Um, I am, uh, I, like I said, I'm super grateful that you were able to be here with us, Matt. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that wraps up this episode of the Stay Grounded podcast. Again, I'm your host, Raj Jana. Uh, so, uh, until next time, stay grounded. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of the stay grounded podcast brought to you by Java press coffee company. My name is Raj and I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to make daily happiness a priority. If you're interested in learning more about how your morning coffee can turn into a consistent source of joy in your life, visit www.javapress.com to learn how our products can help you do that and use the coupon code podcast for 10% off your purchase. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.